Hey everybody, it's John. I wanted to remind you that we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Over there on Patreon, Mitch and I discuss subjects concerning movies and television and just about anything else we want to talk about. So uh, if you want to come over there, you can subscribe for $2 a month for one episode or $5 a month for every episode at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are carefully analyzing, in short, controlled bursts, James Cameron's film of Aliens. I'm Mitch Bryan. Kind of yoded that intro. <laughs> I did, didn't I? Isn't that it's awesome? Right. I loved it. I was like, I'm doing it differently. Yeah, now. that's fine. Uh, minute 34 we're talking about today. <laughs> <laughs> it begins with Ripley. Like it, you do? I do. Uh, <laughs> it begins with Ripley continuing to embrace Newt. And ends with Ripley telling Newt to sleep tight. She says she's going to dream, right? She asks if she can. She, asks she actually she can asks permission. She asks permission to dream, perchance to dream. Is and the Jordan household so strict that Newt is programmed to ask, must if, ask. If, ask permission to dream? Please wow. and thank you. <laughs> but it does make me think about 2010 and how a big of a deal that they made in um, 2010, that the thing about cryo sleep is that you will not dream yeah and arthur c clark was very adamant about that i believe i wonder if that makes sense i mean arthur c clark wrote it it seems to me that he probably put some thought into it and asked talk to some like neuroscientists given and so that on. it's arthur c clark yeah, yes I, probably so if it was um something about this idea of long terms uh, they got to put you deeper than put you so deep you can't have rem activity no rem activity so so you wake up and you feel like you've had the worst night's sleep of your life because there's been no psychological release during the entire period that sounds terrible yeah i know i've always liked the idea of it being you know my experiences with um um, anesthesia that's what i've always wanted to think cryosleep would be like the first time I was ever put under was for my wisdom teeth getting pulled out. Yeah. And I remember them asking me to count backwards. They had, you know, given me the gas and then they said, okay, count backwards. And as I was, I got to about three and said, am I supposed to, I, I had a question. I can remember having the question. I can, am I supposed to, and then black for a second and then a tap on the shoulder Yeah, and it was all over. I would like to think that cryo sleeps like that, where you get on a spaceship, they go get in the old freezerino and Next thing you know, you're on Mars. <laughs> but, um, but for the reality of Alien, they are um, re- alien and to a lesser degree aliens, but definitely an alien. They they are pretty knackered when they wake up. They feel they it always looks like they've had the crap beaten out of them while they were while they were in and, cryosleep. And Alan Dean Foster's version is you know much more fleshed out version of them waking up in the novelization. It's very much like that. It's just a horrible groggy experience to try to wake up. It's part of what you know. He posits that that's part of the reason why everybody's like, oh, God, when they have to go back right, in, you know, right. like, oh, we're so far. We've got to do that again. But, of course, you don't have you don't have the real estate time wise in a movie to show that unless you're making a 2001 or 2000. Well, t- not even 2010. If you're making a 2001, you might spend some time on that. That might be what you're 
movies more about is like the realities of space travel or whatever. But in this case, you know, obviously we do a quick dissolve to them eating, you know, perhaps all that happened off screen uh, where they were all groggy and trying to wake up, but uh, cryo sleep, you know, it's, it can't be a pleasant experience, I guess. Do you uh, think that, as I'd like it to be. do you think that, uh, that teleportation would be a pleasant experience given forgetting everything we know about Star Trek, just in general, do you think if that were ever created, that that would be a traumatic experience? That is entirely impossible to relate to. I think, because you know, you know, the old Star Trek thing you know, discussion, the ancillary discussion, the big nerd like uh, um, breakdown of that whole idea is that you're not even the same person, right? That's really. Spock, that's that that's that Spock must die uh-huh. uh, book by James Blish where he right, talks right. about that. So the idea you're not even the same person. So what are you going to be? Do you have the same perception of life even when you transport? I mean, obviously in Star Trek, you're supposed to believe that it's just like walking through a door. Right. But, um, except bones is always kind of, but he just doesn't like, yeah, he, he doesn't like, the, like idea, the, idea. the idea of it. Right. It right. doesn't really bother him when he does it. He just doesn't like the idea of it. And also he just likes to complain about shit. Right. But, um, I would say as presented in Star Trek, it's would be totally pleasurable and fine. Yeah. It would be really cool <laughs> to be one place and then be another without having any travel time. I mean, especially if, the, if you're in the JJ Abrams version of Star Trek and you could actually go to another planet, just, I always, lo- I always love that moment in in uh, David Cronenberg's version of The Fly, where he teleports a cheeseburger, and mm-hmm. she she takes a bite out of it, and she has this. She's just a good actress. She has this look come over her face, and and it's like, no, this this tastes wrong. And mm-hmm. it's not even like it tastes bad. It it tastes like not. It's not supposed to. Cheeseburgers aren't supposed to taste like this. Yeah. And I always thought that was a really. It made my imagination go places you know in that in that second in that moment it was such a weird weird moment she is a really great actress yeah by the way i i could go on a tangent about that if we want but we don't um anyway um so it's nighttime nighty night time like there's really no reason to talk like they embrace a little bit more and then we cut to the the freezerinos right um and we get (laughs) Uh, Bishop in a Ziploc bag, <laughs> right. which I think is a nice touch. Yeah. yeah. Don't want him leaking all over the place. Uh, Got to zip him up. He seems content. He seems like he was content whenever, you know, he, shutting the power down uh, moment seems fine. He, he he looks happy to have gotten in the bag, I guess. Um, we know he's not averse to enclosed pl- spaces. So, um, yeah, so we get that and we get a, a sleepy Hicks. So. Well, whose eye twitches. His eye twitches his a little eye bit. Twitch, so. so we, um, Jason and I talked about last week how, we get that moment where Ripley and Newt um, and, and Bishop go and, and they go see Hicks for a moment. And we first see that he's passed out from the injection of painkillers or whatever he gave himself earlier. And then they're on their way to get a stretcher to take him out of the dropship when the attack happens. So we talked about the fact that this is, uh, this is it right for Hicks. Like, we wanted to think, as we talked about a little bit yesterday, we like to think that Hicks wakes up and recovers from his wounds and gets a purple heart or whatever you get, the Colonial Marine equivalent, and lives a life on his pension or whatever it may be. But the truth is, he he shot himself up. He told Bishop, we're not going anywhere. Then I guess he maybe fell asleep and Bishop went somewhere because he had to. Um, but that's it for, for because of David Fincher. That's it but at for, least we get Hicks. this. We at least get a payoff shot of Hicks, you know, sleeping peacefully in yes. this movie. So that's good. That that you know, final payoff of well, him. Right. That would I would. I just would rather that be the final. <laughs> but anyway, um, 
yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. So this is really the end for Hicks. Um, we kind of maybe jumped the gun slightly last week, but you know, unless there was some weird scene that we missed out on, some weird moment that went off on, you know, happened off screen where I guess they had to get him into the to the to the cryopod here. Somebody somehow. had to strip maybe him. He woke down. up for a minute. Ripley had to take his clothes off. But otherwise, uh, he's been peacefully. He's yeah. going to peacefully sleep into the slumber of the abyss of death. Anyway, so yeah, so we're. Hicks by Hicks by Bishop. We're done with them. Camera tracks left. Yes. To reveal Ripley in her underwear. Ripley in her underwear again. Ripley in her underwear. We're back to Ripley in her underwear at the end of the movie. It's, it's okay. So it's not I, salacious. Like it's not it's as not. salacious as when she was in the closet. Uh, but it is. I, I think it is. And and Newt's not wearing underwear. Why isn't nude in her little garanimals underwear? You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, Pajamas with feet in them, or or, or, okay, so or I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to fault James Cameron for this because I think James Cameron's taken the clue from Alien that this is what you do, right? But why isn't nude in her underwear? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess that's she's true. in her. Uh, she's in her space she poncho. She's like in she, a space poncho. Well, you know what? Do you? That would be another choice, though. Putting Dude, a child I'm not, in her underwear? It's not my job. Uh, I'm just calling it as I see it, man. And <laughs> no, I I'm get just you. And if everybody else wears their underwear in cryosleep, why isn't she wearing, you know, her underwear? I think the, the choice really isn't whether Ripley wears her underwear or not. To James Cameron, that's the fact of the matter. All he has ever seen is people wearing their underwear. But you got to make a choice about Dude, whether or alien, not to put they're, they're a child. topless. They're, yeah, topless, they're topless and alien. <laughs> so, but you do have to make the choice when it comes down to it whether or not to put a child in their under in her underwear in a movie, and that's the point where you go, and eh, we're going to make an exception here." <laughs> so it's not as if they went like, "Huh, we're going to and then put we're Ripley gonna... in her underwear again." Ha ha ha! No, they're saying that's how it is because right, that's exactly. all we've seen. Yeah. And then you go, "Do we want Carrie Han? Does she want to wear underwear on set? No, she's a child. Don't do that. T-shirt's fine." Plus, I mean, who's to say she even has any underwear at this point in her <laughs> life as a feral child? Especially you know? any clean underwear after what she's been through. And she's wearing the tiniest marine colonial marine T-shirt they could find on yeah. the. You know, it's it's right. kind of big on her, so it's probably I don't know pharaohs or I. You think we the had smallest nothing to say about marine this ones. minute, given what we're talking about? <laughs> we're talking right about now. stuff I didn't expect to talk about. Yeah. Um, but so it's time to go to bed, and we get a real mommy tucking in the kid moment, which we've had before. We had we already had a tucking in scene. It was far more ominous before, right? We had this this kind of scary going to bed, like like horror movie going to bed. I don't want to dream. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, I forget now if that was in the cut scene or in the. But no, no. But I, it's it doesn't but matter. It's, it's, it's a, exactly it's symmetri- the point it's of the scene. Yeah. And in this case, we get a brightly lit room. We get happy faces. Um, and the, we get really traditional coverage on this yes. scene. I mean, it's very just sort of shot, reverse shot, dragnet editing. It's not really dragnet editing. Editing's better than that. That's not yeah. fair. Um, but, it, but it's a very traditional, like, no no bones. You know, this is just, here it is. Shot, reverse shot. Look at the emotions. Look at the people. They're back together. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Yeah. And, you know, the dream thing comes around. She wants to dream now, where before she didn't. Um the mother-daughter situation is here, but this time it's not a... I got to tell you, kid, life's not fair, and yeah, it is really scary. Yeah. Everything mirrors. It's nice. It's just, like you said, symmetrical. It's nice. And uh, and that's it. That's it. That's the end. Then it ends with that. Like, we still have a little bit more to talk about of the movie, but that's the end of this minute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So... Um, 
So, you know, mm. these minute by minute podcasts, sometimes there is not a trove of riches to be mined in one minute of a movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm scrambling through my head right now. Is there any sort of minutiae, any trivial information? Are these Freezerino brand? Is this the same? This is not the same place where the Marines woke up, is it? Now that I think about it, it's a much smaller room. Right. Where are they? Hmm, interesting. I never really thought well, about wait, that Well, wait, we're not on the... We're, we're oh. on the Sulaco. Yeah. Because before, you remember the mirrors, they had the mirror to show how many of those there were. Right. And here, we looks like we have five? Maybe we're down at the end. We're but just, the end is the other way. I, we would be against the... Yeah. We would be looking at the length of them. Yeah. I mean, from a, as a stylistic choice, not taking into account continuity, um, we're now down to... We're showing right. we're down to these people. If we showed the rest of them, I guess it would be kind of almost a fitting tribute to the downed Marines if we could see their cryopods. and Oh, that would have been great. You know? I would have been, I would have kind of been all over that. Yeah. Now that I think about it, that would have been a nice but shot. But they would have been in the mirror because like it's a mirror shot, exactly. right? The end of it, there's exactly. no, so that's what I'm wondering. Like, is this, the, is this that far end where there's just the last, they're in the last three and that's all we see. Yeah. We've I don't got know. All those others behind us. I don't know. Because I'm trying to think of why they would have another room with other I mean, I suppose th- maybe they took the mirror out and we're looking at the two. We're looking yeah. at the three that they've built. Oh, you mean the prop prop wise? Yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. Put I'm just thinking about what it. room in the Salaka. What uh, is this? The where the crew of the yeah. Salaka? Same cryo chamber. Who's flying the ship that we get back to all that? Who's oh. the crew of the Salaka? <laughs> where are they anyway? Um, who's piloting this thing? Yeah, I don't know, but. Yeah, I'm autopilot. searching, folks. I'm trying. If this sounds meandering, I apologize. But what I'm trying to do is come up with more to say for this minute. But well, you know, we don't have to. We can we can stretch out our goodbye into two days. Yeah, I so think I, I'll start. I will just start right into that for a couple of minutes right here. Okay. Um, so this is our next to the last day of recording. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the day that we recorded the first um, Alien Minute? The very first alien minute. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So um, was that April was, or March? I think it was April April or late March or early April. It was early April, or at least it was intended to be. We might have started early. And um, yeah, I remember. That was we, 20, right now it's 2017. It was 2016. It was 2016. Spring yeah. of 2016. And we attempted to do it at UMKC campus. In the old radio, I almost forgot that part for some reason. Even though we recorded multiple weeks in there, in the old uh, radio studio, um, right? And yeah, I do. I remember that day. I so basically, it's eighteen eight about eighteen months ago, right? Yep. Year and a half. So yep. you've been you've been doing this almost every week for a year and a half. Yeah, I mean there was a there's a little there was break. a hiatus. Yeah. I can't remember how long the it was kind of a long one. I think it's it weird five, because months. there was an article that somebody uh, sent me that the headline was <laughs> I think it was a joke article, but the headline was there are more people recording podcasts than listening to them. <laughs> uh, Ooh, don't know if that's true or that's not. That's definitely not um, true, but but I could see I understand the point. Yeah, but it's it's uh, no, it's just extraordinary that um, that it's it's just it's a lot of work. It is. And it's a lot of time. It it takes longer to put one together than to listen to it. Duh. Yes. But it's 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 just kind of extraordinary. It is. It's it's a, it's been a bit learning. You know, there's a learning curve, but the, it's it's just been a big learning moment for me this last year and a half or so. Um, really investing in something. 
that doesn't have an end or, or has an end that you've got to get to, I should say. Yeah. Um, I've ha- I mean, I have that with like writing projects and so forth, but um, the, they're slightly, even though I'm, you, you get paid by somebody to write something, for instance, somehow that seems less rigid than this. Like I know I don't have anybody who demands a daily uh, page count or anything like right. that ever. Not in my, at least in my experience of writing. So even though I feel the pressure of that, I feel more pressure uh, and this is not a complaint. I feel more pressure from this podcast than I've ever felt from anything in my life. As far as being, uh, absolutely responsible to do this thing. I felt really bad the week I had to take off uh, because I just got behind on the recording and then I got sick and it was like record today or there's no week of episodes and I was too sick to do it. And I took the quality of the show into account and decided to take a week off, but I felt like I failed in some way. Yeah. I didn't want to make a big deal about that. But it was very strange feeling. I don't know. And why am I so committed? I don't know. It's well, a strange endeavor. I don't know because I tell you why I feel like you have to be committed to this. Because I've listened to so many bad meandering podcasts mm-hmm. that you feel like your time is being wasted just by listening. You know, yeah. So you want the podcasters to have really done their homework and prepared and had some kind of a roadmap. And that's sort of the beauty of the minute by minute. At least you know that what you have to address is one minute of a movie. Exactly. Um, but there are podcasts that aren't minute podcasts that sometimes can be a little challenging, yeah. you know? And, and you know, the uh, bottom line is, like, we followed the template laid out by Star Wars Minute pretty much to the letter. We went with the five-day-a-week. Of course, we when we started, it was early enough that nobody had started venturing away from that yet, I don't right. think. So we started, we did the five-day-a-week thing. You know, the strict minutes, uh, never taking a break until that finally had to. And the scheduling on top of the responsibility of quality, like trying to actually have something to say, actually trying to prepare, um, making it fun and interesting. All that put together really compounded on me after a while. And and I will say this, and, and not to be negative at all about this movie. I adore Aliens. I've always loved this movie. I wanted to talk about this movie. But I ran out of gas a little bit more on this one than I did on Alien. I feel like there used to be a time when I actually had it in my mind that I liked this one a little better than Alien. And that was, there were reasons I had. It wasn't just like, oh, it's more fun or anything like that. There were some thematic things about it that I actually was like, I think this is, I like the bigger, stronger moments of this movie more than the subtler ones in in it. This is weird. Mm -hmm. It's not how I think now. Mm -hmm. But on top... Having done this now, this experiment of comparing the two by talking, like giving them equal credence, giving them the same amount of commitment. Even giving more time to aliens. Giving more time to aliens because it's longer. Um, has shown me that I just think Alien is a richer film. Yeah. It's just richer. There's just so much more to talk about. Of course, having you on every episode of Alien didn't hurt. Like that might also have fed, because you feed me stuff to talk about. Feed me, Jack. Feed, you me. feed me. Feed yeah. me. Um very well, that could have been a big part of it, too, is that I, f- I found it a more a richer experience because we have our back and forth. That is not at all to disparage anybody who's been a guest host or a guest on the show. It's just you and I know each other, and we talked about movies for a long time. So maybe it was a little easier for me to pull out things to talk about, but I just really think Alien's a richer film. This wasn't supposed to be a moment where I'm saying, and now I've concluded which is the better <laughs> movie. That's not at all. I think everybody knew which movie I thought was better but when we started this podcast. I just 
feel like um, I kind of ran out of gas on this one a little bit. It got a little bit, and by the nature of the style of filmmaking, yes, by yes. the nature of the genre of filmmaking, yeah, you kind of run out of stuff to talk about when it's punch them, blow them up uh, for f- about three or four days but, straight. But not, you know, not every movie, no matter how good or bad, not every movie can lend itself to this minute by minute thing. No, I just watched A Taste of Cherries, which I'd never seen before from 1997. It was an unbelievable movie, an extraordinary experience. Like, I get it. I get why everybody says it's this great movie and you have this experience with it. And the people on Film Comment podcast were saying the other day, some of them haven't even revisited it because the experience they had when they were watching the film was so profound that they know they can't have it again. And so they're not going back to it. You could not look at that movie minute by minute. You wouldn't have enough to say, you know, because it's so part of it is so experiential and just being in that space and not having anything happen in that space except Mm -hmm. being with that character. So I find the minute by minute format to be fascinating and sometimes problematic and limiting. Yeah. I think that's, you know, if you want to look at the idea of a movies by minute podcast it's the whole concept is kind of a big experiment if you think about it like not everybody's looking at it that way or that's not the intentionality behind people doing them but if you, that what you're saying could be like wow there, this is an interesting way to really differentiate the nature of different kinds of movies like the guys alex and his brother alex robinson and his brother are doing godfather one minute at a time right and oh I, my God, that I, was, I, I, are they, if it start, it started. Oh, well, it's it been started? going on. It's a one minute a week podcast. So it's a oh really Lord. crazy commitment. Um, it's such a great movie though. It's such a I great mean, movie. There's, there's enough, so there's, much to there's talk there's about. There's enough. Yeah. But, but the pacing of it, like, there's going to be certain points. <laughs> it's just, where, what's a, the, a whole minute is a single pullout of, well, like <laughs> the Barry Lyndon minute next. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the opening minute of yeah. the movie was this pullout. Yeah. But there's a lot of rich, like, yes, text there. But anyway, um, that was a movie I was kind of unsure. Like, okay, they did the good Goodfellas minute just to stick in the gangster genre, the, the mob genre. They did Goodfellas Minute, but that movie moves a mile a minute. Yeah. And there's so much stuff so going on cuts, in the background. So many shots. The Godfather. Yeah. But they've been doing a great job with it. But it's a different kind of conversation. It's a different kind of movie. I got to go listen to that. Um, I'll oh, be it's, all, I'll it's be all great. over that. They're impersonations of uh, different characters. <laughs> that, that One of the key things <laughs> that I recommend that show for is the there's some spot on like Luca Brazzi impersonations going on, oh, on that nice. show. Anyway, um, my point was that you know, we're seeing how different movies look through this one specific lens. So they're all these different kind of movies. I would be interested in seeing somebody try to do a movie like A Taste of Cherry. Like, what if they tried it? Okay, so... What would come out of it? What if they closed their eyes and talked about how they felt in that moment? What if this is a weird uh, therapeutic sort of approach? It would be completely avant-garde and crazy and nobody would listen to it, but... Um, so I just had this random thought. I mean, this won't take long. This is going to be a lightning round, John. Okay. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm just going to use the posters in this room where we're recording and ask a, the simple question. Could it be? Could it be a minute by minute podcast? Okay. And you're going to give me a, just a yes or a no. All right. Okay. Okay. We're going to start with the one I'm looking at over your shoulder. The golden voyage of Sinbad. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm now looking over to the right to see a bullet for the general. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at the man with the golden gun. Of course. What about Danger Diabolique? Sure. Mario Bava. What about Streets of Fire? Yes, and somebody, why isn't anybody doing that yet? The Streets of Fire Minute? Oh, oh man. Oh, my God. What, uh, here's another, what about Point Blank? 
Yeah, but <laughs> you would be getting those long shots of hallways and him walking, walking, walking down walking, the hallway. Walking, walking. But yes, I do think it could still work as a movie. But I think actually all of your posters could. They came from Beyond Space Minute. I have never seen. That. I neither have either. The poster is so <laughs> great. There's no way the movie could possibly be as good as that poster. Uh, the China Gate. Okay, in it. I'm going to say this about China Gate. There's so many other Sam Fuller movies to talk about. Why would you pick that one? <laughs> but yes, a Sam Fuller movie minute would be fantastic. I would love to talk about, we are talked about Pick Up on South Street. I would adore like doing a podcast Sam on Pick Up on South Street. Any kind of yeah. South, Sam Fuller movie would be fun. We got Drums of Africa. I've never seen, I've never seen either. it either. We could do a whole like um, jungle like, movie thing. Uh, and find, we've got two more. Stolen Identity. I don't think I've ever seen that one either. It just looks like a... Kind I've never seen level noir, right? Yeah, produced by Turin Bay. He must have like used all of his mummy money yeah. to, to make that. Okay, and finally, finally, the for a few dollars more minute. Absolutely, any of the um, man with, with no, no name would be great. Uh, the, boy, the good, bad, and the ugly would be a real undertaking, though, because you would oh have yeah. how many minutes would you have in in, in this minute? Ennio <laughs> Marconi. <laughs> like how many? Well, you'd be talking about Ennio Marconi as much as you'd be talking about um, anything. In Endless that movie. harmonica. Yeah. So. Uh, but yes, I do. I think that a fistful of dollars minute, anybody who wanted to do the no, man with no name, uh, trilogy would be really in for it, but it you'd have to make do a, a lot really of, good you'd show. have to do a lot of research. You'd I, don't, to, I don't think you can just, I don't think you can just look at the text. You have to definitely look at, at well, all you'd have to talk of, about Kurosawa a lot. You know, you'd have to open by Italian, talking about Italian, Dashiell Hammett and Kurosawa, Spanish film industry and Winnetou yeah. and all that other stuff. Man, see, that could be such a rich show. Imagine just doing fistful of dollars. And it's not just about fistful of dollars. You know, you talk about the minute and what's on the screen, but you also get to talk about Yojimbo. And all the and other you also get to talk about of, Red Harvest. Right. And then you could talk about Miller's Crossing. Uh, Miller's Crossing. Cro- the Glass Key. You could go uh, what's the one? Last Man Last Standing. Man standing. So you could talk about Walter Hill. There's so yeah. much you could talk about around that movie. That's probably the number, my number one choice. I mean, you, your poster's for a few dollars more, but of course you want to start with a fistful of dollars. Right. That would be I just love that poster. movie. You know, um, so, you know, I was just talking about uh, podcasts and digression, rambling digressions. And that's what we've got right here because there wasn't that much to do in this minute. And, you know, we we only have, as I I informed everyone last week, that we weren't going to stretch out the credits all the way. Tomorrow is going to be the last episode of the show. And I'm going to guess it's probably going to be very similar to this. So um, maybe we should just carry it on to tomorrow, kind of uh, reset Talk a little bit about specific people in the credits, and uh, we've still got a few shots left. And still, still got a few shots left in in Aliens to talk about tomorrow yeah. before we talk about some of the credits and and a few other bits of uh, housekeeping and and excitement. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for minute one thirty four. Um, visit us over at alienminute.com. Don't forget to drop a couple bucks in the virtual tip jar if you uh, would like to do that. It would really help. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Alien Minute Pod or on Instagram at Alien Minute Podcasts. All right, folks. Well. We'll see you tomorrow for the final episode of Alien Minutes.